0: Good morning and welcome to the Better People Podcast. My name is Holly DePama and I'm your host today. And I will be speaking with Kristen Masters from Celebri Schools. Um, Kristen is the HR Director um, and welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for joining us. So, um, you know, I looked at your background and um, you uh, talk about, um land and expand, Uh, um, talk to us about your growth with your organization.
1: Sure. So I have been with Celebrity School for about ten years now. Um, I had kind of um, been looking for jobs right after I graduated. I actually got my bachelor's degree from um, Towson University, and it was kind of funny how I fell fell into Celebrity. I was I was you know at a friend's house, and they have this beautiful farm, and I was helping out with their uh, summer camp program that they have there. And I was talking to this lady who was the aunt of. Um, one of my friend actually, and I was telling her, you know, I just graduated with my degree in HR and, you know, I'm just looking to kind of get my foot in the door somewhere. I was really unhappy doing, um, you know, some contract work for the state. I was just really looking for something where I felt like I could make a, a bigger impact. Um, and she said, oh, well, you should apply for Celebrity School. And I said, oh, okay okay. Like I'd seen it. I didn't know a ton about it. Come to find out she was the CEO's wife. I had no idea when I was speaking to her. So I kind of just threw my hat in the ring. And my current supervisor has been my supervisor the entire time I've been here. And her and I just totally clicked. Um, She created a position for me the next year. And I came on board as an HR assistant um, after that, I've kind of grown into an HR generalist because I really didn't know which part of HR was my passion. And being in that generalist position really kind of opened my eyes to what that was. And that was employee relations and employee recognition. And, and since then, that has been my baby. So from there, I kind of moved into more of an employee relations manager. Um, and then when I had my daughter and I returned from maternity leave, I moved up to HR manager. So I started overseeing the HR team. And then recently this year, I became HR director and really, you know, it's still managing the HR team. But now that we're franchising, I get to do a lot more on training business owners and training school directors of these um, franchise locations. So it's it's kind of crazy to look back on 10 years and and really see that my first real job duties were filing essentially. And now I am training business owners. It is still it is still mind blowing to me. That's um, I mean, that's a great story. And yeah. um, it's one,
0: you know, we don't hear that a lot. I mean, oftentimes we're um, really talking more about people um, taking what they can from an, a, a situation and then moving on. And um, so this is you know, certainly a a testament to you and loyalty as well as your organization and their commitment to developing people, not just young people in their schools, but um, people who work for them. Yes. Um, So talk to me a little bit about that. Talk to me about the, um, you know, sort of the values of your organization and
1: and how that plays out. Yeah. So what I love about my position right now is HR is everywhere, right? Like you can go anywhere and everyone is hiring for, you know, some sort of HR position. But for me, what I love about Celebrity is even though I am not creative, talented, or patient enough to be a teacher, I can still use my HR abilities to work behind the scenes and feel like I'm making a difference because I am working every single day for children and for their teachers. And that to me is what gets me up in the morning. And as a company, our overarching, you know, values are protect, educate, and nurture. So I am one of the individuals that really spearheads making sure that people are held accountable to carrying out that mission. But aside from that, one of the big benefits that we have here is our kind of slogan or catchphrase is that we grow people big and small. So not only are we growing people small in the classroom with all of our curriculum and our accreditation standards that we have in all of the schools, but we also want this to be a place where people can grow a career. I cannot tell you the number of people that you know have maybe started with us as classroom aides or substitutes in high school. And you know they started with us just part-time maybe helping after school to get get their first paycheck or whatever it may be, but have stayed with us and have really kind of blossomed their career on the early childhood education side. We have um, career pathways that are structured so that you can go all the way up the line from an aide to a teacher pathway. Teacher to assistant director, assistant director to school director, really all the way up to school owner. Especially since we started franchising a few years ago, or you know, our corporate office is even made up of people that started in a school position and eventually said, you know, I'm really interested in marketing. I would love to go to that team, or I'm really, really passionate about training people. I would love to join join the training team and and have you know the ability to train new teachers that are coming in for orientation. So I think we have done a really great job to make sure that people are in the right seats if they are passionate about what we are doing here.
0: Um, That's really interesting. Um, You've obviously had significant growth in the organization since you've been there. Yes. Um, And right people in right roles is absolutely necessary for that to happen in an efficient way. Yes. So how do you, um, aside from somebody telling you that they have passion in an area or expressing an interest, how do you how do you assess talent um, to if they are in the right role or not?
1: That is a great question. So, um, you know, part of growing people big is making sure that we are giving them formal and informal coaching. Right. So. We are what we call a coaching culture, so I should be able to verbally give my team feedback if I see something that, you know, I feel like they could really um, maybe tweak a little bit better to either help their skill set or our customer base. Right? I say customer base, but in HR, that really is our teachers and our directors. Um, But then we also have the formal side as well. So we have something that we utilize called the employee investment cycle. And it really is a documented cycle of what a year should look like for a team member. So from a teaching standpoint, we have a five-day orientation program that you go to when you start with us. And that is here at our corporate office. And this is for our corporate schools. I want to put that out there. Franchising is a little bit different. Um, but they come here to our support center for a full week before they even start in a classroom, just so they get that information up front about what is expected of them. And that is all based on their job competencies, their job descriptions, everything like that. Um, and from that point, we really let them know: hey, in 30 days, we're gonna be doing an HR check-in with you just to see how Everything is going. Um, please, at that point, tell us: Do you still love it? Do you feel like you need more training on something else? Let us help you. Um, we also, from that point, have um, curriculum observations and and um, you know, environmental checklists that are going on throughout the year from their directors, just making sure that they're doing everything that we expect as far as excellence and education in a classroom. And then there's something that we use called an individual growth plan at six months, or for anybody that wants career growth. So that's really when the supervisor and the employee sits down and talks about their current competency, strengths, and opportunities, right? And you can kind of create a six-month action plan for what you want to accomplish when we sit down six months from now. What is that objective? And we also talk a lot in that tool about future career growth. Like, where do you want to be in your future career? Here are the attributes that are going to help you get there. Here are the ones that might hinder you. And let's come up with a plan to keep moving in this direction. Um, And then, of course, we continue those observations throughout the year. And then we also have annual reviews. And those are, again, tied directly to our job competencies. And so really what we say is those individual growth plans that we talked about should be done every six months. And that is really when that robust dialogue happens to talk about what you're passionate about, what you want to do, where you want to be, and what steps we can put in place to help you get there. It sounds kind of like you take
0: the process for developing your students and are using a similar plan to develop
1: staff. So- you have to remember too. So we're early childhood education. So we take children that are six weeks old up through school age. So we're certainly not sitting down with them having an IGP, but yes, we are tracking. But there are certain developmental standards. Yes. There are certain developmental milestones for each classroom that they have to meet before they are kind of progressed to the next classroom. So yes, in a way I can definitely see where you would draw those lines. I can, I can definitely see that. I'm
0: speaking less literally and more sort of intellectually that your business is on growth and development of children. Absolutely. And you've echoed that in how you treat employees. Absolutely. But childcare, early childhood education, having had my two kids go through their experiences, it has a significant amount of turnover. Correct. Yes. So talk to me about how your development of employees and how your sort of career pathing of employees has impacted turnover.
1: Yeah. So we're in a national teacher shortage, you know, as a country, it's it's very, very hard to find people that want you do it. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Oh my gosh. I, I tell my daughter, I have two daughters that are in Celebrity school and I tell my kids teachers, there are some weekends where I send them through the door and say, they're yours now. (laughs) Absolutely not. I I could never be a single teacher that I meet in orientation, especially since having children, like the profound impact that they are making on a daily basis. Like, and, and you know, it's an industry obviously that is not very well paid. And, you know, we do our best to make sure that we are as competitive as possible, but just as an industry, it's, it's not typically a high paying position. So we do see a lot of turnover, especially during COVID. I mean, there was just an insane amount of burnout. And as a company, we were open the entire time there, there was, we were every single school. There, there were times where we would need to close down um temporarily if there was like an outbreak of COVID. But there was even a time where we were just serving, you know, the essential personnel that were out there working. But oh, sure. Yeah. So we've been open the whole time. But for us, we really felt like that was that in itself was a, a growth opportunity for us because we were able to persevere and kind of pivot when needed, you know, for all the different regulations and things like that that were coming out. But again, you know, kind of back to that retention, we um we have a grow people, big strategy every single year. And that, that is something that I'm, I own initiatives under. So for us, that is always on recruiting and it is always on retention. And it, it varies from year to year, depending on what we're doing, but you know um, for us, it is really trying to make sure that they feel not only like we're giving them the career growth that they need, that is obviously huge for internal promotions. So I would say 80, if not higher percent of our current management team started in a classroom. Wow. we always 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 look to promote from from essentially what we call our bench we have something called a school support manager and those are really our ones that are going through what we call leadership academy they are our, our managers in training so we try to make sure that we have one at least at least one at every school so that when we do continue to promote we can pull right from that bench um, so that's one way but obviously you know for a retention standpoint especially in today's world we are really focused single wellness, um, wellness, Mm -hmm. diversity, all of those things. So last year, I believe it was our first year, we we got an EAP, which has been a game changer for us, you know, especially with setting up that that mental well-being has been huge. Um, fitness challenges, things like that. So really making sure that our team feels like they are being nurtured, not only from a growth standpoint, but also just from a human standpoint. We all have things that are going on, especially, and I feel like with COVID, we've all always had personal issues going on, right? But I feel like with COVID, people are just more comfortable talking about it. And so we're trying to make sure that, even in stressful jobs, because running around with a bunch of three-year-olds all day is a stressful job, um, making sure that we're, we're helping to support them from every aspect that we possibly can.
0: Yeah, that's really, um, wellness has certainly taken such a important, um, place in the life cycle of an employee. And, um, it's really interesting to hear what companies are doing and how they're supporting employees and um really um allowing that vulnerability right to say Absolutely. i need help um so what are you know you mentioned that you you got an eap what are some of the other things that um you've done you said something about a fitness challenge now i'm going to assume and i'm i don't Want to make a, a wrong assumption because you know sure. what they say., um, but are you you can't all be together in one location?
1: No, we are not. So right now, our corporate locations, we have twenty four in Maryland and two in Delaware. And later this year, we'll be opening one in North Carolina and one in um, Texas. So we're definitely not all together. We have some schools that are clustered together. Um, So what we really do, each school kind of does their own thing. Like I know our Mount Airy school, for example, they, they really had like a biggest loser challenge or like a fitness challenge. And that was something that their culture mentors that we have in the schools kind of put together. Um, But what we do as a company is one thing we implemented a few years ago outside of our EAP. um, We started sending a monthly wellness email. So we love this. It 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 always features an article from our EAP because we want to promote that as much as possible because it is such a helpful free tool for them to use. So there's always something either about physical or mental wellness on there from the EAP directly. But then we also feature a, um, monthly like healthy recipe, our monthly yoga pose. We give suggestions for different apps to use. So like, um, I like a money saving app, right? That's one that's been featured on there. There's an app called I Am, which is all about giving positive affirmations. So we always do like a featured app of the week. And then um, we usually just find a fun like workout video that they can either do by themselves or even with their family to start incorporating that. And um, we usually also try to just, make it, you know, like around the theme, right? So spring is coming. So the April one will probably be all about getting outdoors and doing stuff outdoors. Um, You know, in the summer, maybe it'll be grilling recipes, right? That are healthier. So since we're not all together, it's a good way for them to know, There's a monthly wellness email coming and it's really fun to kind of see, you know, just among the team, like who's tried the recipe, who did the workout, who, you know, downloaded that app. So it's, that's one way, one easy way, one cost-effective way too, that we try to promote wellness among our team.
0: You, um, you mentioned the phrase culture mentors.
1: Yes. In
0: each (laughs) of your locations. Tell me what that is.
1: So in our schools, the way that our schools are structured are we have a director, an assistant director, that school support manager that I was talking about. That's really like our next in line for management. And then we also have something called culture mentors and curriculum mentors. So curriculum mentors are exactly what it sounds like, right? Like they are our people in the school that are the know-it-alls for the lesson plans, the educational environment. So other teachers feel comfortable having a peer that they can go to for that type of coaching. Um, For culture mentors, they are, I kind of informally call them like our celebrity cheerleaders. So they are really the people on the team that plan those team building initiatives. They are the ones that are um, really welcoming those new hires that are coming into the building and introducing them to everyone, showing them the local lunch hangouts. Um, And they are the ones that really are, are planning those inside the school Events and also outside the school events. Maybe they're going to go to an escape room. Maybe they're going to do a team dinner. But then inside, we also have um, something fun for the kids and the families that we call the Fun Days calendar. So every day is like a different national holiday that we try to incorporate in our classrooms. So the culture mentors typically also kind of pick and choose those Fun Days and implement something fun um, into the team environment for um, for the teachers. I mean, and I say all the time, and I know a lot of industries can't do this but we're a preschool like if we can't have fun here we can't have fun (laughs) at work here where can you have fun at work right 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 that's fun that's a really interesting point so
0: are your culture mentors what do you do to support them and are they appointed or do they raise
1: their hand a little bit of both, um, so it, it works a little differently. But we also have trainings that um, we we invite them to to just continuously give them, you know, ways to better enhance their roles. We actually just had one this week um, where the director of training and I did a did a um, you know just a refresher on their roles and responsibilities. But the whole second half of the training was around resiliency, and resiliency is a really big buzzword for me right now um, because of, I think, the times that we're in with turnover and hiring and just things being hard. Things are just hard right now. And that was one of the things that we, we talked to them about was what is resiliency? And we gave them a bunch of scenarios that you know come through my desk every single day. And we said, here's the scenario. As a culture mentor, knowing the definition of resiliency, how can you be resilient and motivate your team to be resilient. So we gave them real real scenarios that happen every day in schools to do that. and And one thing that I really hit home with them, in our last quarterly meeting where we had all the directors together, we were talking about different mantras and quotes that really resonated with us. And one of my directors said, "Choose your hard." And when I dug a little deeper to figure out what that means, choose your hard. Things are always going to be hard. So maybe, for example, in the workplace scenario, you have an interview with someone when you're really short staffed and they don't meet what you're looking for. Choose your hard. Do you hire the body and have to maybe deal with having them be coached out later and cause a negative effect for your children? Or do you choose the other hard and have your team continue to work over time, be stressed out? Like you choose your hard. Personally, maybe it's you're in a bad marriage, right? Do you choose your heart to stay with that person, whether it makes you happy or do you choose this hard where maybe you're a single mom, but you're leaving that person to do what's better for you. So everything has a heart. Mm-hmm. It's just which route you're going to go in. So we really talked about that a lot in having these culture mentors really be coaches for their team and, and teach their team to get through tough times. I did too. I had never heard it and I have used it so much during my coachings with, with management and directors the past few months. It, it is, it is a great thing to think about. It is,
0: I'm kind of stuck on it. I did, I did, um, write it down. So I will, um, my kids will probably be annoyed hearing that, (laughs) but anyway, um so you know anything else that you think is um you know uh, what sets your organization apart or what keeps you passionate um in doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean I of course, love the people that I work with. And I truly feel like everyone that I work with on a daily basis is here for the right reasons. That is Mm -hmm. important. But I also feel like we have a really, really engaged CEO. I mean, it is very rare that he is not here. And I will say he is also, um, he wants us all under one roof. He wants us here. There's very few people that work remotely um, unless they live out of state, but we are all here every single day to kind of collaborate with each other. Um, And I think that that really does make a difference. Like I get to go in and have a face-to-face conversation with each of my team members every single day. So I think that's important, but really just investing in your people. That is just... That's what it is because I feel like they they put their money where their mouth is. They they are continuously backing whatever crazy ideas we want to try to implement for our team because they know without our teachers we have nothing.
0: Yeah, that's really that's a really powerful explanation, and we certainly hear so much, and we are talking so much about in office, out of office, and you know, just like some organizations, um, you know. Uh, I mean, we've been having this discussion for a couple of years now, but some of your employees have to be on site. They can't take care of a six-month-old remotely. All of them. Right. All of them um, have to be on so, site. So right. And yeah. so your office employees also being on site makes sure that there is a um a fairness. Absolutely. If you will, um, and, a, um, and a level of equity around how you're um you know treating your people.
1: Absolutely. You know, we Does, we don't even refer to ourselves as a corporate office anymore. A few years ago, we started referring to ourselves as a support center because that's truly what we are for them. You know, we're their we're their HR, we're their finance department, we're their marketing department. We're here for them. And and I think that that also kind of gets rid of that yucky stigma of like them versus us, um, so absolutely, I think it it really shows that we are also in it with them
0: how um how many people are in your support center?
1: Oh, my goodness, so we are completely out of space we're we're moving um next year because we are so out of space. I would say it's it's probably about fifty people.
0: got it, got it. um, um you mentioned. Uh, diversity. Mm -hmm. And um, I would, I mean, it's no secret that it's mostly um, women in childcare roles. Yes. So tell me what are some of the diversity initiatives that you have undertaken and what have been the results?
1: Yeah. So really, this is our first year of having a formal initiative and our strategy around diversity. So Mm -hmm. we're really kind of still in like the collecting information phase as far as what is going to be successful for us, especially since a lot of the things that I find are so office based, like I want to, I want to kind of do some more research on how to really venture out. But, you know, even when I hosted a focus group about it, it was funny because I had directors and teachers on that focus group. And what my thought process was was how we can you know incorporate more diversity into the team environment but they all immediately went to the classroom it was all more so about like how they can do that in a classroom environment and i feel like we are doing a really good job in the classroom environment but i'd love to see more from the team side um this year we're just really putting a focus on um you know we have a extremely diverse team so i don't think we have any you know specific areas there that would be a concern, but we're really focusing on making sure that we're being equal in celebrating a variety of different holidays and observation days this year, mm. whether it's just, you know, posting a Facebook group for teachers or if it's a fact, you know, for Black History Month, I did like a fact of the week every single week, um, just all around Black history and different people in Black history. Um, Just various things like that while we're trying to still dabble in there and really just collect more information on what we can do better as an organization. So uh, safe to say
0: work in progress.
1: Work in progress for sure. Work in progress for sure.
0: Awesome. Um, Kristen, I have really enjoyed our conversation, um, your passion for what you do and for whom you do it for is, uh, really comes through. And it sounds like, um, you are supporting a growing and changing organization and doing lots of great stuff. And I appreciate you sharing your stories with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you for listening. We hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, we want to thank the sponsor of our show, the Mid-Atlantic Employers Association, more commonly referred to as MEA. MEA provides human resources services to hundreds of businesses across numerous industries every day, bridging gaps that restrain innovation and growth. If you need support around people issues, reach out to MEainfo.org. Better people, better outcomes.